we're back from our very long hiatus. This is the Learn Easy cast, Learn Easy podcast, episode 13. Finally, we made it to 13, Rico. How are you doing, my friend? We're back, you know, doing well, better than ever. Uh, but it's good to be back, getting, you know, back into the swing of things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to get us back into the swing of things, we can start off by um, talking a little bit about what we've been up to uh, in the last couple months. Uh, uh, What's on your mind uh, yeah, segment? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can you, can you let the audience know a little bit about what's on your mind at the moment, Biko? Yeah. So, you know, as we mentioned, of course, we've been away a little bit due to, you know, a variety of issues, of course. Um, but for me, I've just really gotten into self-development. Um, I was recommended a book. Or actually, I listened to a podcast that was recommended to me by a coworker. Uh, I've since have moved, moved jobs. And at my last place of employment, one of the coworkers recommended I listen to Jay Shetty's podcast with David Goggins. Ooh. And this person said, you know, I think you'll like it. Ricardo, have a listen. Um, and I did, and I, my mind was blown. Um, I was really impressed with David Goggins' story. And, you know, just a quick little capsule of what he's all about. He is basically a motivational speaker, although he might question that. Um, basically, a former uh, Navy SEAL, retired Navy SEAL, who went on to do some really amazing physical feats, ultra marathons, broke the world record in pull-ups in 24 hours, which has since been broken, mm -hmm. uh, marathons, whole nine. And he wrote a book called Can't Hurt Me. And wow. that's what really got me. Uh, it was a Kickstarter, I guess. It was like a wake-up call that I needed to get back into fitness. So that's what I've been doing um, ever since then. And that was back in June, wow. I want to say. But it's been great. You know, I've been reading a lot of books. I've gotten back into audiobooks, so I'm back on Audible, and uh, just digesting a lot of self-development, self-improvement, you know, literature, and uh, working Wonderful. on fitness. That's what I've been up to, man. How about yeah. you, Pat? Well, uh, to be honest, I've been struggling through uh, a housing situation. Uh, I, I bought an apartment here in Freiburg a long time ago uh now it feels like it but it was, but it was back in february and and that was a little bit of why there was a break <laughs> uh for me uh i had to focus on getting the place ready so that i could have a little bit of a situation where i i could live with roommates and so on so uh it was a really tough uh situation here the real estate market is very competitive in germany uh at least in freiburg where where i live and uh, uh, I could only tell you, man, you learn a lot about uh, being an expat uh, when you try to buy a property um, f in a country that you're not a you know citizen of. <laughs> yeah, a lot of paperwork yeah, comes into we'll it. We'll have to have my brother back on. He can talk about his own journey and escapade of buying property in Colombia. Yeah, he had to jump through to build exactly, exactly. Um, but I don't want to uh, go too much into tangent. So I'd like to, you know, move on to our next segment. Yeah. Uh, so our, yeah. So I'll, I'll go ahead and introduce our next segment. Our yeah. next segment, of course, is our experts corner, where we interview um, expats, those with a lot of international experience, living in another country. And uh, let's go ahead and and jump into that segment and listen to the interview. 
And today it's my pleasure to introduce Christiana Beinroth. Christiana is an online coach and content creator helping repeat and serial expats take ownership of their international transition and expat experience. She, uh, she also works with organiza organizations where such individuals can be found. Christiana has lived and worked internationally for most of her adult life, three expat experiences in Europe and two in the US. She works, uh, she's worked in the educational and teaching industries across various age groups and entities. Around 2015, she started formally transitioning into coaching and consulting, first doing a master's degree in business coaching and change management, and then gradually building her online consulting business. Her focus on repeat expats might be relatively new, but she can look back on 20 plus years of experience with international transitions and the informal consulting in the international community. So welcome, Christiana, to our uh, Learn Easy cast. How are you today? Thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, thank oh, you. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. And so we always like to just, just jump right into the, uh, the questions, if that's okay. And so we always like to know more about our, our guests and their background. So do you mind telling our audience where you're from and what languages you speak? Yes. So um, I'm from Southwest Germany, actually, originally born and raised. And, um, you know, I grew up in this little village and we had the Canadian Air Force there. And I think that's where it all started, actually, <laughs> uh, because I was always drawn to the thing that was a little different, something out of the box and so on. So basically, um, when I had my teacher's education, I, I went abroad. I went to Slovakia to teach there. I was in Hungary for a season. Um, then I moved to Austria and I was always drawn. So I was basically mostly in teaching in, and it, I was always drawn to kind of these projects and a little unusual settings pioneer work in, in Vienna, Austria. I was part of the pioneer work with uh, international daycare and after-school care. Um, and that was a great international experience. And so and then I moved to the US for, uh, it was with a Christian international organization. I ended up staying way longer. I stayed nine years um, in on the East Coast. It was uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. And then, um, came back to Germany for a season and then went back to teach at a, a German school in Portland, Oregon, that was on the West Coast then. So it was, a, it did, my 20 years have been, or like, yeah, 20, 20, whatever it was, 20 plus years have been this um, just international back and forth, uh, being in different countries and places. And uh, it, it's just a great experience. Uh, I think it's very enriching to meet people from so many different cultures. So um, some of the moves were on purpose, especially if you're younger, you know, you have all the energy and you want to move. Then later in life, I had also seasons where I had to move for some reason, visa related and so on. So it was uh, my, these years were uh, the, uh, these experience of change, culture and change, you know, mm -hmm. those two big topics that are kind of um, prevalent in my experience. And uh, then, like you said in my little bio, yeah. a few years ago, I realized I wanted to move into uh, coaching, consulting, just, yeah, change something up in my life. So that's kind of the background. I, you know, I'm kind of, I say, I'm 
local and global. I half of my heart is in the U.S. because of the time I spent there. Mm-hmm. I um, I started a lot of languages. <laughs> I always say I I stay on like lesson whatever six seven and then. <laughs> okay. So I speak a little French, a little Italian. You know, I started Slovak, Hungarian, all this. Like yeah, so the languages, you know, I, I find languages very intriguing, very interesting too, and yeah, so that's kind of the background where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So you speak English uh, fluently, German yeah. fluently, and then a few other languages just uh, just for fun. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the Latin from school, all yeah, these yeah. years Latin that that, that helped, and uh, French, which you know, when you d- don't use it, then I had some years of French in school. Yeah. I just didn't use it. I just love when you get to a place. I think language and culture is so connected. Mm-hmm. I think it's great when you can speak the language a little bit and just get a little bit of feel for it and speak some basic, yeah, basic words. That's great. And are you um, still in Germany at the moment as your current location in Southern Germany? Okay. Exactly. Right now I'm in Southern Germany, which is an interesting experience because Mm -hmm. basically I'm back in the area at the moment where I grew up. Okay. And uh, if I start to speak dialect, let's say, you know, it's kind of like you couldn't even tell I was gone. But you changed as a person. Yeah. And that is, uh, I mean, another topic that, you know, we don't need to touch, but the whole topic of repatriation, if you come back to your own country, that is a whole other topic too, when you need to um, adjust back or, or let people see you as the same person, but you are gone and you changed. So the whole topic of repatriation is also um, really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Rico, yeah, the next one. So that notion of, uh, you know, that reverse culture shock, right? When you come back into your own country, especially where you're back where you're from, despite, of course, knowing what it's like, but all of your life experiences having changed you in many yeah. ways. Um, so I would love to know, I mean, you had experiences, as you mentioned, you know, in Europe, in the United States, both both, uh, both East Coast and West Coast. But, but can you just touch on, you know, what are some typical challenges uh, that expats face so that the aspiring expat can kind of learn from those challenges, you know, speaking from both your personal experiences as an expat and maybe even some of your coaching experiences. Yes. I think the one key thing is you can plan and expect and you can learn from people who have been there, but you never really 100% know how the experience will be for you once you get there. Um, Let's say I talked to somebody, she... um, went with her husband to Panama City as an expat. He had an assignment and she went with him as a spouse. And she had a really hard time with the tropical uh, temperature there, with the the climate there. Mm. So it could be little things like the climate. It could be just something in the culture that you can't click with Mm. um, or the system, you know, how it works. it could be that health issues come up out of nowhere. You know, I mean, if you're young, then that's often not an issue, but like, you know, health issues can come in. So I think one thing is when you relocate, yes, you can prepare for it. You can do the best to get informed about a place. And it's great if you can, you know, if you find networks and people who give you specific information about schools, about how you shop, how the system works, the language, key thing, key culture things. But I think just to expect that when you get there, it, it it could just be something really unexpected that comes up. Like when I went to the 
States the very first time. I went to the grocery store, like that was my one of my personal experiences. Um, I went to the grocery store and I bought something, you know, like a bologna, like the, you know, cold cut. Yeah. And I looked at it and I thought, okay, I, I expected in my mind how it would taste. And I yeah. went home and it tasted completely different. <laughs> I went to wash my teeth and the water tasted different. You know, it's sometimes even these little things that throw you off okay. in feeling comfortable or feeling at ease. So I think it's just to have that, um, yeah, a little bit prepare, but no, things could just, something could come up that you didn't expect. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, you're starting already on giving the tips as a good coach would do. Um, so we would just kind of transition to uh, another question we had about, you know, any specific, uh, like, uh, let's not give it all away, maybe three specific oh. tips or tricks um, for a, a successful transition to living abroad as an expat would be great, you know, just for our audience of uh, uh, expiring expats and learners in general. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, one thing is comparing, the topic of comparing. When you, and it doesn't matter if you go as a family or a couple or if you go by yourself, we are always tempted to compare ourselves with either uh, another member in the family or with another expat experience that we had before or compare it compare it with somebody else who is traveling or like who also moved to the country. Like, let's say if you move as a family, um, let's take that typical example of one has the assignment, the spouse goes with them, maybe one or two children going to an international school. The process of arriving and getting adjusted will be different for each member of the family. And often what I hear from the experience of people and what I hear is that usually the person with the assignment gets adjusted much quicker than the spouse who has to take care usually of a lot of details, practical details. And then the kids, and then at one point the honeymoon phase is over, you know, you realize I'm actually living here, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And so I think if you travel as a family, it's important to, um, except that everybody is on a different route of adjusting to the new place. Um, that would be one thing. And don't feel bad if, let's say, your partner feels already very comfortable and you don't so far, you know? So, or if you, even if you travel by yourself, um, let's say when I went to an international location as a teacher and I had another teacher also arriving, you could compare yourself how they do in the location, in the new location. And actually, it's not a good idea because really we are all different with the background that we are bringing with our personality and how we adjust to a place. And um, we just want to yeah, give ourselves the time. So I think, or even to previous experiences, mm. um, like one, tra one transition that you have internationally might be very smooth. And then another one, for some reason, you might have a hard time adjusting. So just the thought of comparing, that would be one tip. Uh, don't compare too much. Okay. Just go, go with the flow. I hope I'm not too <laughs> uh, going too long here. Yeah. Um, another tip would be um, have a do-it-yourself mentality. 
kind of when you get to a new place, and it depends uh, in what setting you're going. If you sometimes when you go through an assignment, you might have some support. If you just look for a job yourself, you might be there. You know, you have to organize everything for yourself, like apartment and the, the phone and internet and all the details. Um, I, the other day, I give an example. The other day I bought some fabric um, and I decided to sew a summer dress, you know, and nice. I'm just totally amateur. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm just trying, you know, and you just do the best you learn, you maybe watch a YouTube video, whatever. But so it's more, but my mom, she was a seamstress actually. And when she made a dress, I mean, she had a plan and it went A, B, Z, D, you know, like she knew what she was doing. But so I think when we relocate to a different country, it's good to have this do-it-yourself attitude in a sense of um, just do the best you can, learn as you go. You can't do everything at the same time. Like, um, like we, we go to a new country and we don't know how the system works there. You know, there's so much learning that goes on and trial and error. And just expect that too. Just have that kind of don't feel like it's all going perfect. So that would be one thing. And then another tip would be um, look for anchors in your life, like a ship throws an anchor, you know, like yeah. look for stability. Where are your points of stability? I talked yesterday to somebody. She is, they will be on the fourth move in four years now within oh. Europe but uh, yeah and they have a little baby now and she um, we talked about that and she said actually she's a runner and she said it has grounded me wherever I go I can go running and maybe I find a running group you know so it could be people that you find as an anchor that you say I have these family members or I have these friends that I can connect with wherever I am. It doesn't matter if I'm in this country or I'm in the airport moving, packing up, I can connect with them. And those are key people in my life that are, uh, they, they are my safety net, they are, they are stability. And I think we all have them if we live internationally and cherish them. Yeah. So it's number one, people as anchors. And then also look for things um, like the person I talked to yesterday, she loves the running, you know, or I, um, I knew somebody I talked to, like I, I know him from the States. He is from Belgium and he is a handball player. Oh, and he actually started actually then coaching a handball team himself, you know, or um, yeah, because he figured that's his thing. But, you know, to find or even little things that we love about, let's say, I love colors, I love art, um, taking those things that are independent of a location or a country that we live in and um have them as kind of like an inner also inner thing we can ground ourselves and tap into so people and things within ourselves as so, anchors. yeah so sort of to recap you said the first one was not making comparisons to others everybody yes. has a unique journey two it was having a diy attitude being able yeah. to do things for yourself and then the last one is having an anchor to create some sense of stability and some sense of normalcy wherever your uh, surroundings might be. Um, that's, that's great. Thank you. Very practical uh, tips, I think, that people can sort of incorporate. Yeah. Um, can I add one thing? Sure. Okay. Because one thing that is just something that is really important to me in my work, also in the work with people, 
is that we should never see ourselves as a victim of a situation, you know, like when things come up, when we move, we're not the victims. Like, let's just have the attitude, okay, you know, let's go at this and uh, make the best of it. So I think it's a lot also about the inner attitude that we are having, how we approach the situation. Well, that's, that's a great tip you bring up. And actually, it's, it's a great segue into my next question, because um, you clearly have had a lot of experience working with a variety of, of people, families, and such. And so the question I have for you is, what are the personality traits of people who've had a successful expat experience? Are there, are there specific traits? I mean, that's one as an example is to not look at oneself as a victim when, when difficulties arise. But is there anything else that you kind of see maybe as a common thread uh, for people who've had a successful expat uh, experience and transition? Um, I think one, one trait is to have a certain lightness and sense of humor and just takes, and it's not really a skill, maybe, I don't know if you call it a trait, a personality trait, and it's something that you can actually also practice and purpose a little bit. I think we, we just want to keep things light as possible, you know, uh, learn to laugh about situations, learn to laugh about ourselves. And also, um, I think when you have these transitions, you know, money is such an, I have wasted so much, I mean, maybe it's wrong to say I've wasted a lot of money, but you know how it is, like yeah. when you go to a new place and you know, after like, let's say three months, you could have done this and this cheaper, yeah. but you just don't know. And you might waste some money here or waste some time there and just take that easy. Mm -hmm. And then um, another thing is to, I missed a keyword, but maybe you can find that. Um, it's about not caring. There is a word for it, uh, not caring what other people think about you. And it's mm -hmm. really in regards to, I think I have in mind the people that you leave behind. I mean, the let's say your family, your friends from back home. Sometimes mm -hmm. people can't understand you, or they see your you know nice pictures of uh, somebody said to me, you know, um, my friends they don't understand me. The, the, my friends back home they don't mm -hmm. understand me. Um, they see the pictures, but they don't see that I'm sitting here alone. Mm -hmm. um, so they just see a nice life, and she was at that point in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. um, so. So in a sense, some people in your life will not understand the life you're living mm -hmm. and just still have that conviction of saying, yes, I'm doing this in a, in a sense, being independent of that opinion. That's a great, that's great yeah. recommendation. And, yeah. and not uh, that you disregard anybody or no, think no. somebody's life is, you know, not one that lifestyle is better or worse than the other one. It's just different. And sometimes the understanding is not there. And it takes some courage. Yeah, yeah I, I can't think of a, a word, Rico, for that. Uh, but yes. it's, 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 it's um, a little bit of, of not being stubborn. That would be the, the negative form. But just kind of um, um, somehow having the inner confidence. To, you know, yes, yes, yes. Uh, not to allow other doubters to come into your mind saying, ah, why did you move to this new country? You know, that was a stupid move. But just to, to have the inner confidence to, to just tell everybody, look, I understood why I did what I did, and I'm okay with what I uh, with with the move, you know, and then I can continue with my life here, you know, yeah. uh, that, that, that's maybe having thick skin. Yeah, on, thick on, skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thick skin yeah. And, you know, 
people there, there are always going to be critics in life. People are going to question your your rationale or your reason for for doing what you do. But it's, it's sort of if it comes from a place of conviction and passion, it really wouldn't. It shouldn't matter what others think as long as you are engaging the activities that bring you joy. I think that's important to highlight. Yeah, and another um, another mix. It's actually a mix of personality traits that also comes up within the topic of constant change in just our twenty first century. Which is, you know, I see a lot of parallels between repeated international transitions and uh, constant change, maybe in organizations or life per se in the twenty first century. Uh, there, you know, Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. He several books, and um, he says that the combination of the traits a conscientiousness plus creativity plus openness um, is a great mix for that repeated change. It's basically, if you can have the combination, the conscientiousness of saying, I'm staying on this, I'm pulling through with this, but at the same time being creative and open, he says it's a mix that is very helpful. These are traits to have, and I think that applies to repeated transition just as well. To, Great. Uh, yeah. Both that thing. I'm staying on this, yeah. and also just being laid back and open to what's coming and being, yeah, able to adjust. Uh, so being resilient. Yeah. Like a yep. mindset. Exactly. Like a mindset. Yeah. Being like resilient. Yeah. Yeah. I think the trait of just having a certain mindset of how you're going to look at a situation. It's kind of a combination of many factors. But, but thank you for sharing that. That's it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So to close, um, we'd like you to help us out uh, to let the audience know about your business. Could you give us a very short elevator pitch um, of why um, they should work with you as an expat coach? Uh, and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll close from, from that point on. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as mentioned, I'm an online coach. I work online. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. If you are in a uh, international transition. If you, it could be before you leave, it could be when you arrive at the place and you find yourself in a situation where you say you would love to have an outside view, where you feel like um, you get a little too stuck there, or you would just like to have somebody who talk through a situation with you. Kind of that is the place where I come in. And because Yes, I gave a lot of tips in here. We talked about a lot of practical tips, but it's all about kind of equipping somebody to then, you know, I will not be next to you for the rest of your life. You know, <laughs> it's about giving you tools how you can better then uh, just adjust to uh, the expat situation. So I work one-on-one -on -one with people online. Um, I also, because I come from the background of teaching and I don't mind to work with, you know, like, well, often the situation is connected is maybe with several family members. I don't mind to include more than one person. You know, it makes sense to take another family in and uh, to one or two sessions. Like basically I'm flexible when it comes to family or couples. Um, what I also do is I have basically complementary offers to work with international schools or um, HR departments who are preparing people for relocations. Often they are stuck with the checklist, but if they want to refer me to um, somebody who's working, uh, like who's working for them with an assignment. Um, so I can either work with the organization and do some something complementary workshop and so on, or um, I can just be referred. Like an, because the, the thing is, 
research shows that most international assignments, they fail because of those um, family settings or just settings in everyday life where something gets stuck. It's usually not a job. It's the it's a personal situation, and so yeah, that's where I come in. And uh, my website is azurate.com, but I also offer. If somebody says no, I don't need coaching, but it's always nice to be in a network and connected. Mm-hmm. I have a little mini series of five little videos mm-hmm. about just some major topics. Mm-hmm. Um, you get on my email list. I have a Facebook group that is still small, but a Facebook group for people who are on my email list uh, just to you know have an exchange and communicate and uh planning i'm not so sure yet to how i do it with um, maybe membership or workshop coming up it's all in the making at the moment so yeah that's where i'm at and, well, thank yeah. you thank you for sharing your information that's what i was going to end with was just asking people to connect with you so most easily through your website azurate a-z-u-r-a-t-e dot com um, would be the easiest way to connect with you? That's the easiest. I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me there on Instagram. I'm Azurate Connect. Um, you find me under that handle. Uh, Facebook, I do have a page. Um, but it, basically, if you if you search, um, you, you find me somewhere. But the website is maybe the easiest. Wonderful. And just connect and follow. And yeah, yeah. Well, well, thank you so much. This has been really wonderful to get to know you and to learn more about your business. We really appreciate your sharing tips and some real practical uh, advice. And we, just, we hope you've enjoyed your time here. And just want to say thank you so much for coming on to our show today. Yeah, thank you. And really, just as a last thought, um, reach out. Reach out. If something comes up, ask people, ask for help. Don't stay alone. I mean, I know during COVID, um, a lot of people were stuck and it was like magnified through if you were in an expat situation. But just to reach out to people. Just say what you need and yeah, join networks and so on. But thank you for having me. Really, it was fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Christiane. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Well, take care. Wow, Pat, that was a really great interview. I'm excited we're able to, uh, you know, have another guest on our show. Looking forward to continuing to interview more guests. Are there any last words you wanted to add uh, to today's show? Yeah, I just want to thank Christiane Beinroff and also um, uh, Ashley Matha for introducing us to Christiane. And uh, yeah, she's got her own podcast as well. So check her out. Her website is uh, www.azurate.com. You know, you can check her out on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm just looking forward to getting another episode out there, Rico. So I'll just tell the audience, just give us some feedback. And uh, yeah, we'll keep trying to improve things and get you uh, the right interviews to help you in your future, uh, you know, to make it to the next uh, opportunity, whether it's in your home country or in another country. So Absolutely. So we'll have to, uh, just, again, if you want to, you know, be on the show, you know somebody who should be on the show, just... We'd love to have those great guests come on. So stay tuned for more episodes. Yep. And keep learning easy. Yep. Keep learning easy, everybody. Ciao.